87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session. So check it out, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Hellickson here with Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. I am with two, not just one, but two of the top listing agents on planet Earth. I'm here with Club Wealth coaches, Liz McDonald and Austin Hellickson. And let me tell you, these two, this year so far, between them have over 176 listings in just 11 and a half months. Now, what's really significant about it, this is how easily you can do this too. Uh, in fact, each of them are currently averaging over eight listings per month on 2022 and uh, coming in strong to 23. And I just got to tell you guys, we're going to talk with them a little bit today about how they're doing it uh, and uh, about this showdown. I don't know what's going on. Liz apparently doesn't like the showdown image. She, I, I don't know. She just, she, I don't she just, have, I feel so left out. We got to give you the image. So Brittany's going to send it to you right now so that while we're doing, going, you can actually add that onto yours as well. Oh, but, I'm totally going to both talk. Talk junk to Austin and be able to add a background image. At the you same got this. Time because that's how I roll. You're Liz McDonald, man. You're you're not just Liz McDonald. You're Club Wealth coach, Liz McDonald. Superstar listing agent, Liz McDonald. You got this. So Brittany's sending that to you right now. Uh, all right. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, in the chat, I want you to type in your questions. What would you ask a listing agent who consistently has listed over eight homes a month, not counting new construction, not counting REO, not counting their team, just them going on mom and pop appointments. And by the way, needless to say, this is Austin's first year as a real estate agent. He's in his rookie year. Uh, and Coach Liz McDonald has consistently done this and more each year for the last several years. I mean, it's insane how consistently she has been listing 100 plus homes per year. So that being said, uh, I've got a few questions for you guys. First of all, let me just welcome you guys to Club Wealth TV, Coach Liz McDonald, Coach Austin Hellickson. Uh, tell us, what in the world are you doing? And we'll start with ladies first. Uh, so Austin, you can go first. I'm totally joking. Uh, ladies first, because he's not tough enough to be called a lady. I shouldn't do that. I really, that's wrong. That's so wrong. Right, Liz? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, Coach Liz, tell us, like, how are you doing this? What is it that, that that it takes to list eight listings every single month? What are the lead sources? How are you following up? How are you converting? All that stuff. Well, we have a great team, right? So we've put together a team of people who can, uh, who, including myself, but but a whole team of people who can who can help clients once we have them listed. We're doing marketing and all the things so that I'm not trying to do 
I don't know, the 25 or 35 tasks that belong to getting a listing priced right and accurately, getting the listing signed to getting it sold. Um, we have a whole team of people that that are helping, who are helping to do those things. Um, so that's my number one um, secret to success is having great people. Okay. So before you move on from that, I want to dive a little bit deeper on that. So you've got this team of people. And so you go, you go out, do they get you ready for the appointment? Do you get yourself ready for the appointment? Like what, what, let's talk before the appointment actually happens. Okay. So uh, my, my appointment goes on my calendar Mm -hmm. and my, um, our admin uh, pulls together all of the background information, the deed, the, um, uh, all the information that we need on the property, the last sold or the last attempted sold um, and puts together a listing agreement so that when I walk in that door, I have a listing agreement that's typed out and ready for signature. Um, I'm still pulling comps uh, because I want to know the numbers and I want to un- understand it. I know it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still pulling comps and um, and going on that listing appointment, totally ready to to be ready to go and get it listed tomorrow. Now you said they're printing it out. Is that right? So are you taking printed paperwork or are you doing it electronic? I do. I also do my listing presentation in paper. Which by the way, I know, I think you know this, that I love that. Can you tell us why you did it? Because so many people are out there right now thinking to themselves, oh, but Liz, in my market, we use electronic documents and it's just so much more professional to use the electronic documents. It's just so much better. It's huge. Like tell us the reality. Well, so so A, I have this giant orange folder that sits here and um, it sits in their house and they stare at it every day after I leave. Um, and so giant orange folder is helpful. I want them to have I, a paper. So I, I guess electronics could go wrong. Like I could have, you know, forget it or whatever, or have it disappear in the ether. Mostly my clients who are techie are fine with paper. And my clients who are not techie um, are scared by electronics, so paper was better for them. So the it's just better before I know my client, just go with paper. I have it there. I have it easily. Um, I can manipulate it however I want. I can underline things and circle things and um, and then and then they can have it what we what we've worked with the whole time. Well, and I love what you said about the device having an issue, right? You talked about it disappearing into the ether. I think, you know, I mean, think about it. so much can go wrong, right? I mean, it could just run out of battery. It could crash. You could drop it on the way in the house and it shatters. And, you know, it's it's funny to me how agents out there, you know, they're willing to risk a, you know, I mean, and, and depending on your market, it could be anywhere from a $5,000 commission on up to a $50,000 commission or more that they're risking. And I'd say on average, we're probably talking $10,000, $20,000 here that agents are putting at risk of, I hope my battery works or my device works or whatever. And smart, you know, that you're out there. And I think Austin, you're doing the same thing uh, where you're literally taking out paper so that no matter what, there's nothing that can keep you from getting that listing, but you, right? Like, like if you're going to, if you're going to not get the listing, it's going to be your own fault, but it's not going to be because your device fails, right? And I, and I tell you, it only takes once or twice for somebody to have a device fail. And then they don't get that, you know, they can't take the listing right then because their device fails. And then they go home, they try and reschedule it or whatever. And they try to get back out there and get signed. Somebody else lists the property because they went old school and they just got it done. Uh, so I love that. Go ahead. Well, and I had a situation um, just a week or so ago where I had a list two weeks ago, maybe I had a listing appointment and I um, did the listing appointment, but it was like a 7.30 PM listing appointment because of his work schedule and stuff like that. So it's 7.30 PM. So I'm finishing up about 8.45 
he's ready to sign everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I had all this paperwork right now, but I was like, oh my goodness, it's 845. He literally, the pizza got delivered, the kids were eating, but, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out of your face, but you're going to sign this tomorrow morning electronically. And it took an additional week. He did sign it, but it took an additional week for him to actually sign that piece of paper, as opposed to just getting him to sign it right there at 845 for five minutes, which is what I should have done. It just reinforced for me again, the reason I have the piece of paper there in the first place is I get it signed in the moment. I love that here we got two of the top listing agents on planet earth and you guys are using paper and not using electronics on this stuff. And I, and I feel the same way. And, and not only that, we're not even talking about the, the boomers and the older folks that, you know, they have no interest in your devices and your electronics and all that. They don't trust that stuff. A lot of them. And, and, and I'm not saying that's the reason why, but it's another reason why you should be using paper on your listing appointments. So uh, Austin, let's have you speak to that really quick before we come back to Liz and I want her to go deeper on exactly what she's doing. And actually, Liz, um, I'm going to ask you one question before we go to Austin here. So Liz, you are in, in addition to consistently listing eight, oh, look at that. She's got the showdown background as well. I love it. In addition to, I know it's perfect, right? Right in the middle there. It's great. Uh, but, but, but so Liz, in addition to going out and listing, you know, eight plus homes every single month, you're also running a very highly successful team. In fact, if I remember right, are you in tier four or tier five right now? You're in tier five right now, which means you're doing 250 to 500 transactions a year running a team. How many people are on your team? We have a total of about 26 right now. 26 people on your team, but the hundred or so listings a year that you're doing are just you, not counting your team. I have I have listing agents doing, I think, I think this year we've listed 165 uh, transactions total. And, and about 80 of those are yours so far. So about half of those are yours, just right, just under half of those are yours. Which is, guys, I, I hope every because I, I I just I wanted to spell the belief that a lot of people have that, oh, you know, I can't do all that. It's just too much. It's blah, 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 blah. It's guys, it's not too much. If you're organized and you have systems and people in place to help you with this, it's very doable. You can accomplish it, too. And it doesn't matter what market you're in. I mean, Liz, you're in West Virginia. I mean, they got like, I mean, seriously, she's in a market where they still make moonshine in the mountains. I mean, come on now. I mean, they got stills hidden in the mountain. I don't know how many of those you've listed. But I got to think at least a couple. And I mean, if, if she can do it in her market, you can do it in your market. Like this is not rocket science. Austin, paper or computer? Talk to us. Electronic signatures or paper signatures? Paper and pen. For me personally, it distills a different type of connection that you have with the seller that they, when they put pen to paper with you, for lack of better words, you can, they, they're physically signing their life away, right? To list their house with you. They're physically making that commitment where anybody can just click, 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 click. Okay. Everybody does that every day already. So it's not a big deal to them. You know, that's interesting. That's a good take on it. I hadn't thought about that. You know, that there is a connection because there's a kinesthetic connection that happens between your hand and your brain when you're signing stuff or taking notes and writing and all that kind of stuff. I would agree with you that probably, and, and it may not be gigantic, but at some level probably helps to deepen that relationship and that level of commitment a little bit, um, which we need every edge we can get in this business, right? We, we really do. We need every advantage we can get and we need to deepen those relationships wherever and however possible. Uh, so good. So Austin, so you're in your rookie year, started selling real estate basically at the end of December last year. So you're, you're not quite a year in yet. Uh, and in your first year, full year as a real estate agent, now you've got how many, how, and let's, let's back up. Liz, how many listings for the year so far? We got a little contest going between these guys, by the way. Uh, Liz, what are you, you're, we're at word. Today's November 22nd, 2022. And Liz McDonald has listed. 
If I'm not mistaken, I'm at 86. 86 homes on the year so far. Freaking unbelievable. That is ridiculous. Guys, like seriously, and Liz, look, I love you. You're brilliant. You're you're incredibly intelligent. You're beautiful. You're articulate. You're smart. You're just you, you you've got you're the full package. So I it's tough to compete with that. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And I'll I'll be honest, we ran a poll and pretty much like 90% of the people are camp our team Liz, right? Like they're all like, yeah, Liz is gonna squash Austin like the little bug that he is. That being said, current standings, Austin, where Austin's are you holding his own. Yeah, he's I'm I'm kind of impressed. I'll be and it's funny because I feel like it's, you know, the little kid poking the big bear, right? Like you got mama bear over here and she's no joke, man. Like she'll just swatch you with one hand and knock you on your rear end. I mean, that's just how she is. She's she's a baller. So Austin, how where are you at right now? So so again, first year in the business, 11 months, 11 and a half months in. How many listings you got? Three ahead of Liz, like right where I'll stay. Right where you'll stay. Oh, you mean you you want to stay ahead or you want to stay at 89? Oh, I know I'll stay three ahead. Oh, okay. As you would say, I should be at 90, but well, yeah, that was that was a mistake. So Austin had an appointment recently uh on a Saturday morning. And you know, he was having a man cold that morning. You know, he was he was he was unable to attend the listing appointment because you know, well, it was only a forty thousand dollar mobile home, and so he just gave it to Jacob, and Jacob went out and listed it like it was nothing. So you should be, and I would agree with you. You should be at ninety, and shame on you for not being at ninety. So go ahead, Liz. Well, I just you know, I think that that generosity with your team is a good thing, Austin, and you should just keep up keep up that. uh, Anything for you, Liz. I'll just keep I'll keep handing them off to Jacob. Whatever. Stop being generous and go get yours, brother. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, that being said, let's move on to some more questions here because I so I want to talk about so there's really three keys to listing properties. And that's lead generation, lead follow-up, and lead conversion. Would you two both agree with that? That those are kind of the three things that you've got to nail at a high level, right? Absolutely. Like, all right, and I'm hearing that both of you now, Austin. I think on leading up to the appointment, you're doing all the things Liz is doing. The only difference is you also have somebody else doing your CMAs for you. Is that correct? Yeah. So basically, I just get a, I am um, appointments in my calendar. I say, hey, uh, Maggie, I have X amount of appointments confirmed in my calendar. She goes in. She just gives me the packet. Say, hey, go go on your appointment. And then in the car, I'm looking at the CMA to see how those look. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then both of you, when you go out and take the listing, correct me if I'm wrong, but you come back and you hand everything off and you're pretty much done with that listing at that point, unless the person needs to be reclosed or you just call in to see how they're doing and get some referrals. I, I sometimes actually go wha-bam as I'm passing it off. Wha-bam. I like it. I like, so that. like Boom. Here you go. I like that. So, okay. So, but is, am I correct on that? Like there, do you guys have any more contact than what I, I described post listing? Tell us I about do. this. So I, these are my clients. Mm-hmm. So my listing coordinator is, um, is scheduling photos. She's making sure that everything's um, in place to, to list. She's getting the sign in the yard, the lockbox on the door, because I, I don't bring the lockbox with me usually, although I always have one in the car. Um, I'm doing a weekly follow-up with, um, with my listing clients. So they're hearing from me every week. Um, from me. Um, in addition, they're going to hear from either my listing coordinator um, or from my transaction coordinator, depending on whether they're um, still listed or once they go under contract, they'll start hearing from my transaction coordinator as well. Um, so that additional level of customer service and of connection has been really important in communication. For, so for you all. and your transaction coordinator or listing coordinator are contacting the person each week. Is there, what day are you doing it? What day are they doing it? 
So um, the reports go out on on um, Tuesdays. Uh-huh. So we collect all the feedback from the showings. It goes out Tuesdays. I'm I'm reaching out generally on Wednesdays if I haven't talked to them already. Often they're calling me with questions and that's okay too. Um, if I get to a Friday, usually if I get to a Friday, this is the reason we did this is because we'd get to a Friday and Friday afternoon at 3.30 or 4 in the afternoon, Liz would get a phone call about all the nerves that that client had that week. Mm-hmm. And um, at 4.30 or 5, I'm not really equipped to deal with it anymore on Friday. Mm-hmm. So if I if I found if I call them on a on a say a Wednesday, um, I'm dealing with all the nerves up ahead of time, and then we're um, you know we're all good into the weekend, and then again to to the next week. And by then they've gotten the reports, they've gotten the feedback, and then we can actually have a conversation about it. And so then so assistants calling Monday Tuesday, you're calling somewhere like Wednesday Thursday basically. Correct. Okay, mm-hmm. love it, love it. That's great stuff, Austin. How about you? Similar, we ask the clients how often they personally want updates. On our checklist, we have every week, every other week, or only when we have a buyer slash have an offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, gen- so that way the clients have, again, options. And if they want the calls for, for the nerves, et cetera, we'll give them calls. But also, we don't want to be overbugging them if they're just like, yeah, sell my house. I really don't care. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And, and frankly, you know, my I grew up um, in this business with the knowledge that uh, the number one complaint about realtors is lack of communication. And I'm guilty of it sometimes, right? We get busy. Nothing's happening. Like we're not going to communicate with our client because there's nothing to communicate. What are you going to say? Still nothing. Have a, you know, have a nice week. Still nothing. Have a nice week. Still nothing. Have a nice week. Well, I started doing that and the, 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 just making sure that they feel like they're getting paid attention to, and they're not just another listing has been really um, valuable for us as far as getting the referrals down the road. I was going to say, especially if you're dealing with an expired or, you know, somebody that's had an experience, especially recently with another real estate agent, you're going to stand out in a big way because you're over communicating. And I like that. And, and and I would encourage everybody watching this, including Austin, I would include, encourage you guys to over communicate. Uh, I think that's, uh, I think that's a really big deal, especially for referrals down the road. Um, so let's, let's back up. Let's talk. Okay. We got again, lead generation, lead follow, lead conversion. So let's talk about lead generation. Where in the heck are you guys getting all of these listing leads? Are you calling expireds, FISBOs, cold calls? Are you buying leads? Are you advertising on Facebook? Like, where are you getting your leads? If you had to say, other than referrals, what are your top three lead sources? And, uh, and either one of you can start. Uh, Geopoint data, triggerlistings.com. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, we don't have an affiliate yet. I'm not sure if you want me to mention that one. <laughs> what's what's the third one compass oh we're working on that one that's exactly right the compass data great lead source so what we so basically let me give you the let me give you the websites for all those and and uh, Brittany, if you could type these in while we're doing this and then Brittany, if you're on the facebook group if you could give us the chat anybody that's got questions in there just go ahead and ask me uh that being said clubwealth.com forward slash geopoint yep uh clubwealth.com forward slash geopoint and then triggerlistings.com and then clubwealth.com forward slash compass will be the other one. Uh, so clubwealth.com forward slash geopoint, clubwealth.com forward slash compass and triggerlistings.com. Good, good, good lead sources. Okay. Coach Liz, top three lead sources. I'm going to go with Google. Yep. I'm going to go with um, FISBO and expireds. And, and I do that in, um, in two different ways. Um, uh, so I'll go back to that. And then I'm Z buyer sellers. So that's leads like candy, right? Yep. Okay, so we got leadslikecandy.com. I'm writing this down as you're as you're talking about this. Leads Me like too. Candy. What's that, Austin? <laughs> Me too. I need these. I gotta. 
<laughs> you should be writing these down. Well, and then, okay, so Google, and by the way, for those of you that are interested in really doing a little bit more business through Google, we've got a really, really good uh, Google LSA class uh, that is available on our website at Club Wealth University or clubwealthu.com. Um, and I can tell you that we've got coaches and clients that are doing upwards of 10 listings a month right now off of Google alone. Um, and, uh, if you want help getting your Google account set up, you know, getting your LSA and your Google GMB set up, uh, you can reach out to clubwealth.com forward slash AIM clubwealth.com forward slash AIM. That's our aim team, our automation integration migration team. And they can actually set up your Google so you can get similar results. Now it's no guarantee, obviously, uh, every market is different, but Google is hot right now. I mean, hot. Uh, now, FISBO isn't expired. So are we using, so are you using a dialer, are you using like Espresso Agent, Red X, uh, uh, Prospect Boss? What are, you, what are you using for that? So my ISA team is using um, Espresso Agent uh-huh. uh, and Facebook. We've had, we're getting between the marketing of the listings that we're doing on Facebook right now. And then the FISBO targeting we're doing, we're getting a, an appointment a week off of Facebook right now. That's substantial. That's Talk actually, about that if you don't mind. I'm, I'm honestly if, kind if of you would that. put earmuffs on Austin, I would sure appreciate it. I was saying, on Facebook Marketplace right now. I'm trying to figure out like, for sale by owners on Facebook. I've never thought about that. Talk right. to us. Well, there are a lot of a lot of for sale by owners on Facebook who are, you know, they don't didn't know where to go, don't know who to talk to. So they're going to throw it on Facebook. Now, some of those people hate realtors and don't want to have anything to do with you. Great. Those aren't your clients. But there are a lot of people who just didn't know where to start. So they're starting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, well, and to, but to your point, I mean, you, here's what I love. And by the way, how many lead sources? I just want you guys to, to each tell us how many lead sources do you suppose you have that you're getting at least an appointment a month out of? Buyer to set buyer and seller, and probably at twenty five to thirty that we get an appointment a, uh, a month out of. I freaking love you, Liz. That's awesome, Austin. Dozen plus, probably. Yeah. See, I'm not well, at Liz levels, obviously, but well, okay. But the there. reason I bring this up is because I think it's really important that people understand that it's not one lead source bringing you just a ton of leads. It's it's a whole bunch of different lead sources, each bringing you a few leads a month, and you're spreading out. And some of those are paid lead sources. Some of them are referral fee based. Some of them are just hard work. You know, whether it's Fizzles, expireds, open houses, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's a plethora of various lead sources. And that causes you to have a very consistent business week after week, month after month, year after year. Whereas people that are re- reliant upon, you know, one to five lead sources, they tend to struggle and they have they, their business ebbs and flows a lot more. Uh, what advice would you give us on lead sources? Either one of you. Can never have too many that especially with the market changing right now, just get as many as you can. But of course, first and foremost, make sure to understand your budget. There's so many referral-based systems out there you guys can get where you're spending 30 to 40% of the commission check, but you have no upfront money. But 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 Austin, 30 to 40%, I would never pay a 30 to 40% referral fee, says the broke agent. Great, uh, I will. Thank you. Less leads to you, more to me. Yeah, I love that you're saying that because there's uh, so often I hear from agents and they're, you know, like they're talking about, you know, you look at realtor.com and Zillow and all of a sudden their referral fees are starting to go up and, and home light just went up. And I think home lights at 35. Now I, I understand realtor.com's talking about going to as high as 45 to 55 long-term. Um, and, you know, people always say, oh, I'd never pay that. And yet they've been paying it to relocation companies for decades. Uh, you know, I look at relocation companies out there like Cardus and they're charging 55%. I mean, people pay that all day long. Uh, so Liz, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I had somebody in my market, an agent in my market posted the other day that um, that he had gotten um, a janitorial position to ride out a bad market. Um, and I put that in quotes because I was like, A, wow, putting that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, B, that's somebody who is relying too much on one or two um, lead sources. Um, yeah. And what's what's great about my team, my team, I posted on Facebook yesterday, my team in the last week, we set 41 appointments. That's not like amazing, right? But that's consistent. We That's what we consistently are doing. Um, no big deal. Uh, and and um, you know we're ratifying contracts. We're writing offers consistently because we have uh, buyer and seller leads coming in from so many different sources that they hit over time, right? The law of averages. Um, but if I were if I were relying on one or two lead sources, I couldn't keep my staff uh, employed, and I couldn't keep my agents busy or me busy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that um, diversity of source is really important. If I'm, if I'm relying on my next door neighbor to move every six months, I'm going to have problems. Yeah. Right. Um, I need, I need a bigger area that I'm, that I'm marketing to. I need more houses that I'm marketing to. Oh, and we're going to go into geographic locations in a second here. Hold on. So I'm going to go large area. I really want to hit on that in just a second. Before we do, I want to step back for a second. Erica Anthony in the comments was uh, asking about that for physicals and expired using something like Espresso Agent or Red X. Liz, you had mentioned that you're using Espresso Agent. Can you tell us for a second, just, just talk to us really quick about uh, what does that do for you? And Austin, are you using Espresso too, if I remember right? Is that right? So you're both using Espresso Agent. Okay. Well, that's that says something, uh, you know, you got two of the top agents in the country, both use an espresso agent. Um, so how let's, let's back up. First of all, tell us about the technology behind espresso agent. And by the way, for those of you that are interested in it, you go to clubwealth.com forward slash espresso agent. That's E S P R E S S O A G E N T. But tell us very quickly, um, about why you use it, what it does for you, Liz. And why, uh, we'll start with so, you. I'm going to, I'm going to tap out on this one because, um, I'm going to let Austin dig into it. My ISAs are doing this. My customer service reps, right? My CSRs are doing this. I'm, I've been an espresso agent. I've called through espresso agent. I don't do it on a daily basis. That's what um, my team does. So um, all you, Austin. You're telling me you don't call expireds every day, Liz? Hmm. Anyway. It sounds to me like she doesn't need to because she's got a team in place. <laughs> Maybe that's, I, I mean, you know, you, you could say that that's, you know, that, that she's not as aggressive as you, or you could just say she's smarter. I mean, either way, I mean, I just, I, I'm or just you, time. You know, you, I love you, buddy. And your team called the expires. Anyways, no, so as agent, I really do love it. So we use it for the canceled and expired specifically. One thing I love that a special agent does that I'm not sure if other similar type of companies do is their neighborhood search. I'm not sure if Liz uses that, but literally you just type in an address and it'll give you three or four phone numbers for who it might be. Um, being, I love being able to look up your, you know, your Z buyers, your trigger listings, et cetera, when they give you bad contact information and you get refunds and you can still contact that lead and be able to talk to the person. Or you're just like, dude, that's a, that's a nice property. I wonder maybe my folks want to buy it. Look up the address on his parcel agent. Like, Oh, there's a phone number for him. Well, let me call the owner. It's a really nice backup look, reverse lookup system as well. I love that. I'd love to have you uh, train my CSRs and my agents on that, Austin. It's an extra, I will. Well, we can do that when you're up here in Seattle this spring, <laughs> but it's an extra 140 bucks, I think, just for that part specifically. Per so month, can, per person, or just total? For the, I'm, I think it's for the platform, but it's okay. you, like 750 lookups for that. 
Okay. Um, all right. So let's let's back up. So let's let's talk about perfect daily schedule really quick. So what you know, you guys. So so obviously you're doing a lot of lead generation. I'm guessing that means you're both making a lot of phone calls. What I'd like to know is how many hours of calls are you making a day? How many people are you talking to? You know, how many calls are you making? How many people are you talking to? How many appointments are you setting every single day? Let's uh, start with Liz. Let's go back to um, the 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 janitor um, agent who, um, here's the thing, we all got lazy for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We, we just did. We, or maybe not lazy, maybe overwhelmed, right? I didn't, we didn't necessarily want to have more appointments or more to do or more showings because we are all going to be writing 45 offers for the same buyer until they finally got one. And it was a lot of work. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like it was hard. We had a hard couple of years. Um, and so we got out of good habits. I'm, I'm me as much as anybody. And actually, Austin, I think you're the fact that you're a brand new agent this year has been so clutch for you because you're starting by doing the right things when all the rest of us have gotten out of the habit of doing the right things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with that. I ideally am doing two hours a, a day of calls. Yep. That's ideal. And I don't, I don't hit that every day and I should. Yeah. Well, but- go ahead. Well, I was going to say during those two hours, how many calls do you suppose you're making? And who, first of all, who are you calling? And then how many, how many calls do you think you make? How many appointments do you set from that? How many calls, contacts, appointments? Uh, I'm, hmm, I, I don't like that question because I'm not doing as good a job of it as I should be. So, uh, okay. but okay. here's the thing is awesome. But that's fair. That's I'm honest. Right now. I'm very honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, tell you, tell you straight. Yeah. Uh, ahead of me right now. I was on vacation for a week and a half. Um, this is Thanksgiving week. Um, just wait for December. Uh, but I'll tell you, so two hours a day of phone calls is um, to people I've been on an appointment with in the last three years, to people I have, um, I, I think might be coming for one reason or another, um, if they've reached out or whether they've hit a button somewhere. Um, so somebody in our pond who's a seller lead, um, follow up on uh, more recent appointments. I am going to do follow up in those two hours, Michael. And I know I shouldn't. It should be the next two hours, but oh well. Um, and um, and then circling back to anybody who canceled or expired in the last um, in the last ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and what's but, your uh, go ahead? You know, but I have I have a deep pool to pull from, right? I've been in the business for uh, yep. my company's. This company's been here five years. I've been in the business for twelve. Um, I've been around. So I have a deep pool to pull from for that. Um, and and Austin, your referral business is going to start being incredible mm-hmm. um, as you, so. because you're because the number of the number of people you're touching right now. Yeah, you're right about that, Liz. It's really that that's how you build the momentum, right? It's touch as many people as you can, as frequently as you can, uh, as fast as you can over a long period of time. And that starts to develop some momentum. But what's really nice is when you hit that momentum, you get to where Liz is at, you hit that momentum and that momentum just carries forward, right? It's it's like getting a locomotive going down the tracks, right? It takes a lot of energy to get that thing moving. But once you get it moving, the inertia alone keeps it moving. And all you get to do is just put a little bit of energy to keep it at that rate. And if you continue to pour energy in like you are right now, Austin, then you'll see that thing start to even move faster and faster and faster down the tracks. Uh, the, whole, the, the one key I would throw out there though is, 
make sure that, you know, you don't derail the train by, you know, burning yourself out. But that being said, that's uh, really important. And don't, don't skim over that, Michael. That's really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I just, I just walked into my coffee shop next door and um, one of my, my clients is there. Um, And it's, you know, some people would call it a former client because I sold this property six months ago for more than he thought I could way faster than he thought I could. And, um, and, uh, and communicated with him the whole time. So he's really happy about that. And uh, I said, you know, how's it going? You know, what's going on with your, your business, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, it, it sounds like things are tough for you guys. What's up with that? Why does everybody think things are tough for us right now? Right? Yes, we have to get back to the basics. So stop yeah. telling everybody it's hard. I agree. <laughs> so, although, although it helps me to stand out to be able to say, yeah, no, we're just back to the, we're back to basics. This is a more normalized market. And that's, um, so we're just doing the things. And he said, well, you've got a, you've got a five-year runway with your company. So I know you'll, you'll, you'll do just great. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've got all, you've got all our business and you've got all our referrals forever. Yep. That's what he said. Right. Jeez. Because, But, but the, if I had said, oh yeah, it's really tough. It's so hard to sell things right now. It's, you know, I can't sell, I can't sell things for what I'm listing them for. And if I, you know, the buyers have all the leverage and whatever the, the story is that the news is telling, and you know, it's a terrible time to buy. It's a terrible time to sell. Not true. None of that's true. Um, but if I were telling that to the world, it's really hard for them to be like, oh, I have a friend who you should help. Yep, that's right. Because you're positive and 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 listen, people are attracted to people that are positive, right? If you're negative Nelly all the time, nobody's going to be attracted to that. They're going to be turned away from that. You know, as, as you were describing that, I was picturing Alec Baldwin saying, "Yeah, real estate it's it's a tough racket." I remember from Boiler or uh, from uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. That's a great scene. It just reminded me of that because that's the truth. You know, how you perceive the market is how your your clients and people around you are going to perceive you and your business. If you perceive it with enthusiasm and optimism, guess what? They're going to perceive you with enthusiasm, and optimism as well. Uh, so that being said, let's uh, so let's come back. So Liz, how many appointments per day are you setting right now? Pretty consistently. Uh, I am going on about... Oh, let's see. Um, so I'm in a funny place because I'm going to say it again. I'm doing um, I'm doing a lot of recruiting and, and team management as well. Um, but I let's see. In October, I was at five or six um, listing appointments a week. Is about right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple of weeks, I know my team's been about six or seven a week. Um, those those aren't mine, but those because I've been out of town. But Sure. That, that's but essentially right. you're at about just over one a day. And the reason I bring this up is because now I know Austin's number is a lot bigger than that because it needs to be because Austin is working with a colder database. And I want everybody watching this to understand this. Okay. When you've got a more established clientele like Liz does, again, you don't have to pour as much energy into it and in order to get the same results. Right now, imagine if, if Liz was doing, and we're going to find out Austin's numbers in a second here in terms of time input. But if Liz was inputting as much time as Austin is to the same process, she'd be doing twice as many listings as he is, right? Because she's got this warm, or at least one and a half times, because she's got this warm database that she's been nurturing over a long period of time. So go ahead. I would absolutely be doing twice what what Austin's doing. Well, yeah. (laughs) But but I'm also clear that that is not necessarily the best use of my time where I am in my business right now. So I need to do just enough to beat Austin. (laughs) obviously it's not working out that well for you Liz oh (laughs) brother I told you don't poke that bear too hard bro I'm just throwing this out there man you just careful what you bite off I know Uh, I'm gonna give her a hard time okay so let's Austin so I want to come back to how many hours a day are you doing and and by the way Liz you're doing first thing in the morning I assume correct 
8.30. Well, 8.30 is our huddle. So right after our huddle. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's right. You do the 8.30. Huddle. Okay. So Wendy's laughing. I love it. All right. So, um, and uh, are, are Austin and I wearing matching suits? No, actually, but we do have matching ties today, I believe. And the inside. And we do have, I will say it's Thanksgiving this week. And Thanksgiving is celebrated in America. And if my daughter's watching this, I don't know if she can see this, but if my daughter's watching this, Madison, I want you to know that they don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Canada. She's dating a Canadian guy. So uh, no, they don't. Those are matching suits. Well, they're not matching suits. The liner matches, but the suit is different. That kind of makes some matching suits, guys. It's cool though, right? (laughs) It's kind of, it's, it's, yeah, I know it's a little over the top. All right. That being said, Austin, you're starting, and I know your huddle's a little earlier. Your huddle's at 7.30 in the morning, uh, but uh, what, uh, what, how many hours a day are you prospecting? And I say, and I say lead generation, lead follow, lead generation. How many, how many hours are you dialing the phone and who are you calling and how many appointments are you setting? So that's kind of a loaded question first off. Second off, in the office calling eight to noon, then in the afternoon on my way to and from appointments, I'm dialing in the car. Don't recommend it. Don't don't dial while you guys are driving, by the way. Um, but dialing the phone consistently, so probably another two to three hours of calls in the car. Um, and then the entire day, I'm probably setting between three to five appointments, depending on how religious I am about dialing in the car. Um, so let me and, see if I'm understanding this. First of all, you're at about six to eight hours of dialing throughout the day between your four roughly. hours in the morning that's just straight dialing and then another call it two, maybe three hours, you know, in between appointments in the car. That's not as efficient time though. Right. Okay. Okay. So, and then on that, you're setting between three and five appointments a day. Now, again, your appointments by and large are not referrals because again, he's 20 years old. Right. And so, you know, nobody trusts and none of his sphere of influence trusts him yet. Right. Because they, they still see him as that punk kid in high school. Right. Um, and what they don't see is the professional real estate agent yet. They will, it'll come, that time will come. Uh, but they don't see you as that just yet. And so you're not getting a lot of repeat and referral business yet, or I should say referral. You don't get repeat business because they haven't been around long enough to do business with you a second time yet. Some of that's an age thing. And some of that is a time yeah. in thing. It's just what you just said at the end there, Michael, is that I, it's the, that three years in, like at, at year three, you start getting the referrals from eight, from clients you've worked with in the past. And so um, some of that's age. I think in Austin's case, he makes up for age and professionalism in lots of other ways. And yeah. so at that point, it becomes about time in. So I'm really glad you said, well, but no, but Liz, I want want to hone in on that for a second because there's people watching right now that are either brand new to the business or are very young, right? And I'll say, I don't care if you're very young or very old. It doesn't, age doesn't matter. Number one real estate agent on the planet, 77 years old. He started selling real estate when he was 72. So, I, I mean, come on guys, like it's, there's, age doesn't matter, although it, it, it makes a difference. Like if I'm 20 years old, I've got to work that much harder than, you know, than Liz, who's 23, uh, you know, because and we just pointed out that he does. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. But, but you, but I guess the reason I want to highlight that is because anybody watching this can do this. Anybody that's watching this, you can overcome whatever the thing is that you feel like you've got to overcome uh, with. And by the way, professionalism, Liz mentioned, hard work. And then I'll also say the third thing that I think you two both exhibit at a very high level that I think is mission critical. If you want to list a ton of homes, you want to be a world-class listing agent, and that's confidence. I think you two both exude confidence and you guys walk in and you own every appointment. Now, tell me if if you feel I'm wrong on that or if you feel like that's important. 
Oh, that's key. That's clutch. I mean, the 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 um, millionaire listing appointment, whatever it is that you did. That's how I learned how to do a listing appointment. Was really, you're talking about the 37 minute guaranteed listing? 37, 37 minute. Uh, I love it. Good for I can't, you. Oh yeah, that's how I learned how to do a listing appointment. But I, I, know I can't that. do it that's 37 awesome. minutes. I think the closest I've gotten was 42 minutes. Yeah, my average was 42 to 45. And there very rarely did I ever get down to 37. But if that if you set that as your intentional goal, then what you'll do is you'll spend less time boring them on the listing appointment. Because I mean, let's call it what it is. They're bored, right? Like we got some stuff we got to get through. We got to cross our T's and dot our I's and they just want us out of there. They just want to get back to playing Warzone or watching Oprah or whatever it is they're watching, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it just but it's, own, it's owning it. So your yeah. example is, you know, you bring your camera, you bring your lockbox and you're going to own that. Now I don't do that exactly, but I've made it mine. Uh, but the the ownership of that relate of that of that time of that appointment is key. Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. Okay, so let's 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 take another step back. I want to talk about. So we talked lead generation, and we talked about your top three lead sources each. Uh, and I gave you guys all links for that. They're in the they're in the chat there. And Brittany will put the rest of them in there for you as well. And if you guys have other questions for these guys, please mention it. We're down to about 14 minutes left in our call. So I want to make sure everybody that has questions gets a chance to answer or ask them. That being said, so just type into your Facebook thread there. And coaches, Liz and Austin will be watching the thread after the webinar today. So if you guys want to jump in there and you want to ask more questions, feel free. That being said, I want to talk for a minute uh, about lead conversion. And then I want to get to geographic territory you cover. But first, let's talk lead conversion. And I think lead conversion is very important because there's trainers out there. And I don't want to you know, mention any names because I don't want to get Mike very pissed at me. But uh, but there's trainers out there that say, oh, you should never go on appointment unless they're at least an eight, a nine or a 10 on the motivation scale. And you're pretty sure they're going to list with you when you get there. I want to hear your take on it. Okay, again, for the numbers, so for those that just joined us, Coach Liz McDonald, 86 listings this year so far in, in 11 and a half months. Austin Hellickson, 89 listings in 11 and a half months. Uh, and I want to hear what you guys think. Are you highly qualifying your listing appointments or not? No, I want to get face to face with my clients. So it's the same thing. I'm not, I'm not qualifying my buyers before I meet with my buyers. When I, when I was doing that, I don't train my team to do that. I want face to face time. It builds relationship. It builds confidence in in us as agents. Um, I want that face to face time. I've had people who I thought were a one one or a two on a on a um, motivation scale sign a listing and get listed in the next two days. I've had people who I thought were a ten, you know, wait a year and a half, and I would just follow up monthly with them, and then they called and said, and in a year and a half, called and said, okay, I'm ready to list. How soon can I get pictures? Right. So it can it can go either way. But if I don't um, if I'm not in relationship with them, that face to face. Right. Why this is so powerful. And we're not just listening to us talk on the on the radio or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because um, is, is that face to face your, your um, alligator brain? We really need our faces to to connect. And I want people to connect. I love that. And I am, I'm really glad to hear you say that because so often people highly qualify those appointments. And I just think they're missing out on so many great opportunities. Austin, what are your, what's your take on that? I wouldn't say that I necessarily qualify appointments. I would say I set expectations mm. that I think there's a difference there. Personally, some people may disagree that I'm telling them, Hey, I'm coming to list your house. I'm not telling them I'm coming to bring a cash offer or, Hey, let's sit down and have coffee that the expectation is that, hey, we're going to be talking about getting your home on the market and getting it sold. 
That's huge. And so let's let's touch on that just a little bit more. So we've talked often about it's, you know, because some people say, oh, you've got to set better appointments. And and we talk often about, no, it's not about setting better appointments. It's about setting appointments better. And there's a difference and it's a subtle difference. But if you really think about that, it's worlds apart, right? Do, do either one of you want to talk to the difference between setting better appointments and setting appointments better? Well, we've talked about it before mm-hmm. that setting better appointments first off comes down to, like you're saying, our, our friend wanting to say the eight, nine or 10 on the motivation scale, mm-hmm. right? That only go meet with those people. Whereas when you're talking about setting appointments better, you're still setting a high number of appointments because let's be honest, people are going to know show mm-hmm. that and people will continue to know show. So why not set as many appointments as possible? And if 50% of those show up and 50% of those convert, we're still going to be converting at a higher level than somebody who's only setting appointments better. Mm-hmm. Or setting, oh, setting, setting, better, you appointments. Mean setting better appointments, right? right. And, and the subtle difference there between setting a better appointments and setting appointments better is setting better appointments means, you know, oh, well, I'm setting appointments with somebody who's more highly qualified, at least in my mind, before I go. But I think Coach Liz completely debunked that when she said, look, you know, I, I, I go out on an appointment. They say that they're an eight, nine or 10, or, you know, they're going to sell tomorrow and they wait a year and a half or, you know, I mean, so you just never know until you're there. You really don't ever know. Um, but setting appointments better means setting those expectations properly, right? Doing a bit a more thorough job of, you know, during that appointment setting process, making sure they know what to expect so that when you get there, they're better prepared and they're more receptive to your message and the direction that you want to take that appointment. So I think that's really I, important. Yeah, go I ahead. wish we had Virginia Corbett here because I think she's great at setting appointments, yeah. setting appointments better and setting expectations um, for clients. But I have people all the time who call me, they're like, I don't want to get your hopes up or your expectations up. I'm not interested in selling. I just want to know what the value of my house is because I'm going through this life thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I have, I, you know, that that's great. They're going to list with me, whether they list with me right this second or whether it's five years from now. Um, I, I got a call to list a property of a dead guy because he had my card sitting like on his cabinet or something. Um, and it wasn't even actually related to the prop to his property, but whatever. Um, and his family said it was a sign. They called and they said, Hey, dad talked to us from the grave and, and said to call you because your card was on his refrigerator or something. So, you know, you never know what that, what that is. Um, but you know, that you just go. Well, and here's the deal. It doesn't matter if they list with you today or list with you five years from now. It matters that they list with you instead of somebody else, right? As long as they don't list with anybody else, that doesn't count against you in your stats. And I want everybody to be real clear on this. When we talk about conversion ratios on listing appointments, if they just don't list it at all, that does not count against you on your conversion ratio. If, however, they list with someone else, that definitely counts against you in your conversion ratio. And so, and speaking of conversion ratios, you know, Austin, what what is your conversion ratio right now from listing appointment to listing taken? And I'm starting with you because when when you hear, I don't, I don't want, now please promise me. I know, I'm going to cry when I hear Liz's conversion ratio. I I know, like seriously, she's going to have me. No, so in terms of, so I've taken 89 listings this year and people that have listed with other people that I have met with, I'm about 10, I believe. I don't know the specific number, but I believe oh, I'm around. So you're north of 80%, though. You're, you're, I know, you're I'm around 80, 80 85. 90. 
Yeah. yeah okay. Like and that's really good. Uh, and I'll and I'll tell you that's really good. And you too, by the way, also went through the thirty-seven minute guaranteed lease and presentation kit and learned from that in terms of going on your listing appointments. And um, and so for, for those of you that haven't seen that yet, it's only available to coaching clients of Club Wealth, and it's included every single one of our coaching clients. We used to sell it. Now we just don't. We just now we just we give it to our coaching clients because we feel like it's that powerful, and we it's 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 an unfair advantage, and we just we want our coaching clients to have that. That being said. Speaking of unfair advantage, Coach Liz, correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, I'll just let you say the number because it's such an impressive number. What percentage of the people that you go on a listing appointment with list with you as opposed to someone else if they list it at all? So I don't have my personal stats. I have my team's stats. Which is even, which is incredible. Which And we're right between 96 and 97%. 96 and 97 percent that's ridiculous see and that's better than i was i was at 93 percent which i thought was really good until i heard liz's number <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh she's killing even me so you're, muted, oh, you're muted liz you're muted i just want to pause here because i think it's really important to emphasize michael was surprised by this oh yeah and impressed by it and oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was blown away by it. I wasn't just impressed and surprised. I was blown away uh, because honestly, uh, I'd never heard of anybody beating my number and and not to be arrogant about it or anything like that. I just, but I mean, geez, I, I've been on probably, I, I don't know the exact number, but if I had to put a guess on it, I've probably been on over 10,000 listing appointments. And uh, and here's this Liz McDonald comes along and just destroys my my statistics. I mean, she just crushes it from a conversion standpoint. Uh, and guys, again, you know, watch the videos, watch the 37 minute guaranteed listing presentation videos, develop your checklist and make sure that you're constantly improving your checklist. And that's how you get to those numbers. Right. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. You just have to do the deal and you got to go on a lot of appointments to get there. You're not going to get there by practicing and role playing on people in your office. You're going to get there by role playing on real freaking people. Go ahead, Liz. There's no, there's no secret to it either. Like, I just, I, I feel like, you know, I was always waiting for like, okay, let's, let's, let's watch this and figure out what the secret is. Like what, what's the secret sauce that if I just have this on my little, um, you know, fairy godmother wand, I can just like ping them with whatever the one thing is to make them want to list with me. And that's what I found was practice. And what you just said, which was confidence um, is, is key. I had a, um, one of my listing agents um, got a, a, call for a listing that was a higher end listing in our neighbor, in our area where average price point of 350 so a million dollar listing is a is a higher end and she got a call and she needed to be there in two hours and she was like oh my gosh right this is way more than um than her average price point let's just say and i just said you know what you just got to walk in there and own it they want advice help them give them great advice and um, she she got a follow-up email from them the next day. They signed on the spot and they um, followed up with an email yesterday and they said, it's such, we're, we feel like we're in such great hands. We're so grateful you came in. You absolutely, obviously had the confidence that you can sell our property for what we want to sell our property for. They used the word confidence. Yep. Yep. And that really matters to them. It really does matter. Uh, there, it's there's no really important. Yes. And I'm guessing that she dressed the part as well, right? That I, I got a story from this Friday that I um there's this it was a canceled appointment I got off of expire uh, special agent, excuse me, and he was interviewing multiple agents and I got there purposely 15 minutes early to see what he's talking to about these other guys, and they're sitting in the, in the lobby of this condo complex talking, and there's two agents that were talking with this seller, 
they're both in jeans, just like a tan beige jacket, not like, like a rain jacket, not like a suit jacket, wearing a baseball hat. Like, I kid you not, like, you thought you would just, he was a tourist in the town, for lack of better words. And then I knock on the door of the condo complex, and the guy's wife comes in, and then he sees me in a, a full suit. And it's almost like, which one do you think is making that better impression? And who do you, do you think she's going to have the confidence at that point as the agent on your team was to be able to go in there and own it compared to her just walking in with, with jeans or sweatpants. Yep. Right. I mean, it, and it's true. And we're talking about unfair advantages. I do think there's an unfair advantage, unfair advantage to somebody who's dressed the part versus wearing a hoodie and jeans. I just, I just do. And it's not to say anything's wrong with a hoodie and jeans. I really like a, a sweatshirt and jeans um, on a day. I'm not going to listing appointments or doing Me anything. Too. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And it, it, look, I can tell you right now, Austin dresses like a slob on days. He's not going on appointments. Uh, but but when he goes on appointments, look at him right now. I mean, he's dialed in. He's dressed up. And and Liz, I've never seen you not dialed in. Every time I've ever seen you, you've been dialed in. Uh, now, we've got a couple of questions. Before we get to the questions, and Adam, I'm going to get to your question for sure. And then Matt Wagner is on, and he's uh, got a question for us as well. Uh, and so first of all, I want to, I want to touch on geographic area. So we may go a couple minutes over if you guys are okay with it, but I really want to get to these couple of questions. Cause I think they're all very good questions. Um, first of all, let's talk geographic area. So I hear from agents all the time. Oh, you know, I'm the neighborhood expert. You know, I, I just, I don't go any further than a half hour from my house. That's, that's my, you know, that's, that's my area is just within a half hour from my house. Liz, I'd like to know how far will you drive one way? for a listing appointment? My team will drive mm, about two oh, hours. She said my team, hold on. Uh -huh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she did. He said, how far will you drive, Liz? Okay, I'm gonna answer that. Yeah. I'm gonna answer that both ways. Good, okay. catch, good okay. catch, Austin. Cool. Um, my team will drive two, uh, solidly two hours, sometimes two and a half, depending on because we're in this weird place in the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia, in Maryland and in Virginia, that there are areas that we can serve very well um, that are further away. And then um, some that we might refer out uh, that are that are closer by for whatever reason. Um, so uh, so two hours is really, really straightforward. I've, I've driven more than that for a listing appointment, uh, but that's about my range as well. So what would you say to agents that are like, oh, I just won't drive more than a half hour? I don't understand it. What if what if the listing's 35 minutes away? What if it's 40 minutes away? What yeah. is there a price point that that's uh, valuable to them? I mean, I, I don't I don't understand it that. Yeah, I mean, how often have you ever lost a listing because you weren't the neighborhood expert, right? No. Not. Okay, perfect. All right, Austin, how far will you drive to get to a listing appointment? Um one way. Consistently I've driven 3 hours one way for a listing appointment. Um, what's the furthest you've driven for one seven, listing? Seven, you know, the appointment I'm thinking of. how long seven hours, one way. That's I thought it was nine. No, it was, it was seven. Oh, seven hours, one way. Okay. But let, look let's, at that. Austin's dialing in your exaggeration. I like it. Ah, no, I just want to make sure I've got the number. Right. Yeah, no. So yeah. long story short, the pass of Washington was close to get to the Eastern yeah. side of the state due to snow. So I had to go down to Portland and all the way over to the Southeast corner of the state. So Holland, you had to drive into Oregon and back you know, out of Washington, into Oregon, back up into Washington to go to the appointment. And by the way, how did that appointment go? So there's two appointments that were scheduled for that day. It was a Saturday morning. Um, one, one no-show and I think the other one kicked me out of the house. So it was pretty rough. 
pretty rough day. So, and by the way, that night, because, you know, you had to drive all that distance and you had to drive it overnight and you were going to get a hotel, but nobody would rent you a hotel because you're under 21. And so you had to sleep in the back of your FJ cruiser in a parking lot in the middle of winter with snow falling all around you. True or false? Yeah, but I did learn a valuable lesson from that that situation that, again, with those seller expectations, because he thought I was only coming for a cash offer. So what did I do? Not knowing being a brand new listing agent, I told him what a cash offer would be. And he goes, get the heck out of my house right now. And then he walks away and his wife's just sitting there next to me. And I'm just like, what do I do? <laughs> I just sat right. there. So the valuable lesson being? Set the expectations of what's going to happen on the appointment. There you go. All right. Now you went back. So no, I didn't. Back home. You know, I mean, you went back home. Oh, yeah. And then the one that no showed on you, true or false, did you go back to did you go back to that appointment? Did you reschedule that appointment? I was under the impression that you rescheduled that appointment and later got that listing. Mm-mm. You did not get the one that you drove seven and a half hours for, or seven hours for, or whatever it was. Did nope. not get okay. All right. I was no, under- but he got three or four other listings because he was willing to do that. Right. That's so the, exactly I mean, the furthest right. listing I've physically gotten from my house is about five and a half hours. So five and a half hour drive from your house, and you got the listing. And did you sell it? Did, did you sell it? Yeah. We double-ended yeah. it. What's that? Double-ended it. Double-ended it. Okay, not bad. I, I suppose that's okay. All right, good stuff. All right, so let's go to the question. So Adam Tetrick asks, I have a couple of signed listing agreements, but they're dragging their feet on buying on the buying side. I've sent them a lot of properties, but still no luck. Any tips to help them make a decision? Coaches Liz and Coach Austin. First thing, I came. two things came to my mind. First off, get them excited about the buying process. And second off, poke at their urton or the emotional reason to take action now. That there's some reason that they want to sell their house or need to sell their house and buy, whether they're downsizing into a single story home, et cetera. Poke to them about those or talk to them and, and make those two things happen. Get them excited and be like, dude, we can make this happen, but we got to get your house on the market. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Liz. That's what I was going to say. Get to the why. Mm-hmm. There's a why get to it again. And if it means having a meeting again, do it again, um, or get them in some houses, get them excited about some houses. Um, so get them in some houses. So, and Adam, on. I'll say, Adam, it's, it's probably as well, not the reason you think it is, is why they want to sell their house. There's always a deeper something. Always That's true. Okay. So here's my, my observation is Adam, why in the freak are you the one showing them houses to begin with? You're a listing agent, bro. Uh, you're either a listing agent or a buyer agent. I hear this from people all the time. Oh, but Michael, I work with both. And I'm like, great. You're a hide a bed. You suck as, as a bed and you suck as a couch, right? Like figure it out, like be the best at one thing. I'm looking at these two right here. Hey, Liz, how many buyers do you work with on a regular basis? Zero. Zero. Austin also zero, right? I mean, you guys, like the, if you want to be the very best that ever was, you got to be the best that ever was at that one thing. Specialized in the medical profession, any profession in the world, specialists always make more money than generalists. So, so Adam, what I would suggest is get a buyer agent on your team and have that buyer agent who's really, really good at working with people. Because here's the reality. I'm looking at Liz and, and Austin and as nice as they both seem, they both lack a particular quality that buyer agents need to have. Can you guys guess what that is? It's empathy. They don't have it. They don't need it. They don't want it. It's not a listing agent shouldn't have empathy. A listing agent needs to be a snarly pit bull with an attitude. You need to get in there. They want the person that's going to go fight for them and get them what they want and the time they want with the least amount of headache to them. That's what they want. What now as a buyer, 
they instead of that snarly pit bull, they want the golden retriever, right? They want the person that's gonna be super nice to them, that's gonna be patient with them, that's gonna take their time with them and not pressure them. Uh, and that's two different people. Coach Liz, you were gonna add something to that. I I think we have empathy when we need to have empathy. I think that we can sit in an appoint, appointment, sit in a go go do uh, build rapport, build relationship. But I don't need to, I, I mean, I don't need to know whether, you know, you really care if it's formica or granite countertops, like um, there's a, there's a level of, and, and because I don't want to, I, I think it can get oversimplified, right? Like we can say, um, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be mean, you have to be this or that. I, and, and, I, and I think that we, you have to develop rapport at a listing appointment, right? You got to develop rapport, you got to develop relationship and you've got to maintain that relationship for them to be happy at the end of the road when they've sold their property. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you want, if you hate Formica countertops, like that's not my thing. I don't care. I don't care if you finish basement versus not finished basement versus whatever. Um, just because that's who I am and that's my personality. And I think probably Austin's similar that way too. Well, and to your point, you know, there's there's a difference between having the capacity to have empathy and over empathizing, right? And and you definitely do not over empathize. You're very pragmatic, and 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 you need to be on these appointments. You need to be pragmatic. People didn't hire you to come out there and commiserate with them. They hired you to get the freaking job done, right? And that's the understand the market. Yep. To market aggressively, and to negotiate strongly on their behalf. Right. None of those are, are fuzzy, uh, are fuzzy skills. Okay. So let's, let's talk about for the disc profile here. If I, if I'm, if I'm guessing at your disc profile and Austin's disc profile, uh, I would guess that you both have quite a bit of D in you. You know, you're, you're both fairly high on the D scale. Uh, whereas buyer agents tend to be higher I, higher S and very low D by, uh, by and large. And that's, that, that doesn't mean one is better than the other. It just means they're different. And what you guys want to do, and Adam is mentioning this in the chat as well, um, but, you know, he's kind of more of a high I, high S. Well, Adam, that means you're probably not, your natural inclination is going to be to be a better buyer agent. Don't begrudge that. Don't don't fight that. Embrace it. Run with that. I mean, I know buyer agents out there that are making a quarter million, half million dollars a year as a buyer agent, right? And they don't have the headaches that a team leader has, or, and they don't have the you know it's they they don't have the the potential downside that you have as a team leader, where you could lose a bunch of money from month to month and that sort of thing. Um, and so, just whatever it is you guys are, figure out what you're best at and do that. That's what you need to do. All right. So now let's ask. I, I got one more question from uh, Matt Wagner. Uh, Matt says, Liz and Austin, uh, do you send the seller anything in advance of meeting with them? Well, Matt, the the reason you're asking this is because you know Virginia Corbett's the very, very best at this and does. I don't. I probably should. I don't. Okay. And, and hold on. Now, full transparency, Virginia is also one of our coaches and Virginia is she's last I heard about a month ago, she was at about 60 listings on the year that she personally took, not counting her team, which is very good. I think she was at 67, Michael. So she oh, was 67. Pretty, pretty okay. Yeah. She was right around 70 probably now. Yeah. So she's yep. probably right in that range, right around 70. Okay. So nothing, you know, that's, that's really, really good. Uh, and she's doing a pre-listing packet and yet coach Liz, you are not using a pre-listing packet. Austin, how about you? No, I've thought about doing it. I've, but nothing's been implemented at this point. 
So two out of the top three agents that I'm aware of do not use a pre-listing packet. I will tell you that I never used a pre-listing packet. I shouldn't say never. I did for a short period of time as I was testing out whether or not I thought it was effective. And here's what I learned. And this was my experience and that yours may be different. My experience was that using a pre-listing packet cost me more money and did not help me close more listings. In fact, I lost some listing appointments because they felt like they got everything they needed for my listing packet and they didn't need to actually meet with me. And so I discontinued their use. Now that's not to say that they're not valuable and some people have great success with them. Go ahead, Coach Liz. I was going to say, I think that the key to a pre-listing package is not that it tells everything. I think the key is that it, it sells the sizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, oh my gosh, isn't, isn't Austin amazing? You know, you, it's going to be really great to meet with him and you're going to learn all this stuff and look at all these reviews and how great he is. And yep. like, and I think it has to stop there because the moment you start explaining the market, explaining, you know, trends or explaining what you're going to do as a listing agent, those are things that you have to have face-to-face communication with after you understand the why. Okay. So now you're, I, now you're bringing me to another question. I just, I, I, I've got to ask this one. This is, this is huge. Marketing packet. Do you leave your marketing packet with, first of all, do you have one? And second of all, do you leave it with the seller if they don't list it with you that day? I'm so curious about this. And either one of you can start whoever wants to. I think Austin and I have different answers. Okay. I, do. I, I leave this giant orange, whoops. Uh, it's a giant orange folder. Evidently, you're going to have to take my word for it. You got to hold it in front of you. The, the oh. other way for us. There, there you go. There you go. Giant orange folder that has our... our Ready, uh, set, sold. I love it. Yep. And it um and it has in it the listing presentation. I'm going to leave the listing presentation with them. I'm not leaving like the listing agreement, um, comps, those things, but I'm leaving my listing presentation in paper format. Another good reason to have it in paper format with them, um, along with some of our marketing um, sizzle. Um, so that they have that because they're, because the marketing sizzle that we're selling, nobody else has it in our market. I love it. Good stuff. Austin. We don't do a marketing, um, packet, honestly, or anything like that. All I come in with is really the comps, tax records, a checklist and paperwork to get filled out. So it's pretty, it's pretty standard across the board. With that being said, I do have my tiered commission menu that has things that I will do for marketing. Um, well, whether I get you leave that with them if you didn't list it, or, whether or I get it or not, I'm not leaving it with them. You're never leaving it, no matter what. Either way, people never have an issue with it. Love it. That the, the most important thing to them is that the house gets sold. They don't care necessarily which way that happens. Um, I think I've been maybe asked once or twice, "Hey, what was on that marketing menu? Do you mind sending it to me?" Other than that, never had an issue. Uh, and the awesome. ones always that want me to leave it with them are the ones that want me to discount my rate. And they're not going to list with you anyway. They're going to just take that and hand it to the next person. Yeah, no, I can, I, I, I agree hundred percent. Okay. So I've got one last question for each one of you. First question is going to be for Austin. And then the last question is going to be for Liz. So Austin, what is it you feel? And this is coming from questions people had asked in one of our other posts about this, this listing show, agent showdown between you guys that ends by the way, December 31st. Uh, and the victor has to fly to the other, or excuse me, the, the loser has to fly to the other person's market and teach their team about listing homes, if I'm correct. Is that right? Yeah, I can't remember what time or when we're planning for Liz to come up here. But... <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I love it, Liz. All right. So and with the, the good news for Austin is it was going to be a Tesla was on the line, but the good news for Austin is that cooler minds prevail and he's not gonna have to buy Liz a Tesla. You're welcome, Austin. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's be, let's be honest, Liz. We both know things would have gotten a little bit dicier if we ever had a Tesla on the line. So we kind of just we, we decided that you know it's best for both of us. We'll make more money in the long run if we do a team training. Probably smart. Yeah. Probably smart. Okay. So Austin, here's your question. So what do you bring to the table here as a 20 year old brand new agent in real estate? You know, you've been selling real estate for a whopping 11 months now, 11 and a half months now. And uh, what is it that you bring to the table as a listing agent that trumps a seasoned, amazing expert like coach Liz McDonald? So if you were competing against her on a listing appointment, what would you be saying? Hey, this is what I bring to the table that she can't compete with. Biggest thing and first thing I would come into with is numbers. I love numbers. I have numbers memorized in terms of the market. So sellers can see that I'm educated rather regardless of my age and experience within the market. And then as well, I'm showing them my history in terms of my, I like to call it my EOS, my evidence of success, most importantly in these recent couple of months. And then of course, like Liz mentioned earlier, making sure I'm coming in with that confidence and, and getting that close every single time. Pretty good answer. Okay. All right. I like that. So Coach Liz, same question, opposite end of the spectrum. You're competing with a young guy like Austin on a listing appointment. Uh, and uh, how would you compete with, with, with him? Well, that's a great question, Michael. And I understand that, that Austin does um, work hard and is a great person. Um, what I have is I have a team that can um, help in any, any situation, but really, really focuses in, hones in on pricing things right, marketing correctly into the audience who's going to pay the top dollar for your property and negotiating very strongly on your behalf, all while really communicating to make sure that you know what's going on all the time. Dude, I'll tell you right now, you guys would be formidable adversaries for any listing agent out there having to compete with you. And I, I feel sorry for anyone that's got to go up against you guys on a listing. So I, I love you both. I, I'm so happy that you guys have done this challenge. And I, I really appreciate the time you've taken with us today. You guys truly are a, among the best that this ev industry has ever seen uh, in terms of listing agents. And you both have a long career ahead of you. Uh, and I'm I'm really excited to see where your careers take you. Um, and, and you know what Robert mentions, he says, uh, Liz doesn't need a team. She's a baller or beast all on her own. And Robert, I agree with you. Uh, and he's like, hashtag team Liz. I love it. That's awesome. So that's awesome. it. What I, I want to give you to the final word. So Austin, we'll let you go first and then we'll let Liz wrap it up with whatever she wants to say. So Austin, final thoughts. You're muted. So those are, those are going to be. Yeah. Short words, right? No, just keeping it simple. Go back to the basics mm -hmm. and, and, and do what you're best at. If you're best on the buyer side, stay with the buyers. If you're best on the listing side, stay with the listings and on the listing side specifically, do the things you're best at. Talk to your team leader. Let them figure out how to get the admin tasks taken care of and just get in front of as many faces as possible and you'll find that success. Love it. That's great advice. And by the way, if before Liz shares her final thoughts, if you guys that are watching right now, if you could do me a favor, do all of us a favor and do yourselves and your, your friends and team members a favor and tag someone in the post. You know, If you feel like this was a valuable call today, uh, tag somebody in the in the comments that you feel could benefit from what we've talked about today. Uh, just you know, tag them in there and 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 maybe hit the share button and share it on your feed as well. So, Coach Liz, go ahead, share with us your final thoughts. 
Well, I'm just going to say, I um, I think this is a great conversation. So thanks for, for letting me be a part of it. And, um, and, and I appreciate Austin's challenge. I'm learning a lot from Austin. And I think that it's easy in this business to get complacent. And, um, and not that I necessarily have been, but I just, I, I really appreciate, um, Austin and I have a um, competitive banter going back and forth, but we're also helping each other. So he said, hey, I have a listing appointment and it's this kind of listing appointment. I was like, ooh, what's that source? And he told me, he didn't even say, I'll tell you in January. He's like, here it is. <laughs> and so I just, um, you know, just remembering to constantly be learning and especially as our, our cadence of the real estate market changes a little bit, being able to be willing to back up and move forward um, and change, like I was talking about, I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not doing what I know works, which is, is, um, you know, having the time blocks consistently every day of every week. Um, I haven't, that's not something that I had done over the last two years. And it's, and it's something that needs to be implemented again. And so just consistently learning and re-implementing and recommitting to that has been really valuable for me, even over the last, whatever it's been four weeks since, um, since Austin challenged me. Well, and I love, you know, on that note, Coach Liz, I love the humility with which you approach this. It would be very, very easy for someone in your position who's been around a few years and who's had really a ton of success, just massive success uh, consistently year after year uh, for the last few years. Uh, it'd be really easy for someone in your position to uh, to cast aside or to to ignore, you know, a 20 year old kid who's brand new in the business. And, you know, what 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 can I possibly learn from some 20 year old kid? Right. And And yet not only have you embraced the opportunity to learn a thing or two from him, you've shared massive amounts of valuable information with him that that has helped him as well. And that's really the spirit of Club Wealth. And, and you know, it's it's you know, you got these people that are really, really good producers that are just doing great business that are super humble, the nicest people you ever meet, the kind of people you want your kids around, right? I got my kid on the call and I want him around Liz, right? Because Liz, you're that person. And well, I'm so looking forward to hosting him as he comes and trains my team. It's all friendly competition after everything's all said and that we're helping each other. Yeah. Um, but we're excited to see her in Seattle. I mean, <laughs> you guys, I love I mean, it. if you think about it, I'm probably two weeks ahead of her right now in terms of listings taken. Well, let two me just weeks. tell you though, knowing Liz, she can do it. She can get two weeks of work done, work done in about a day and a half. So if I were you, I'd hit the, I'd, I'd stick that pedal to the metal and, uh, and get rolling there, Austin, or she's going to run right over you, brother. What, what's the most listings you've taken in a week? I'm just curious. I don't know. Recently, probably six or seven. That's substantial. That's a good week. I've never had more than four. Did you better get going, bro? All right. Well, that being said, uh, for those of you that have not uh, done so yet, get registered for Listing Agent Bootcamp. You can come see Austin and Liz. Both will be speaking at Listing Agent Bootcamp uh, in April. I believe it's April 4th and 5th. Uh, If you go to clubwealth.com forward slash LABC, Brittany, if you want to put that in the chat, uh, it's clubwealth.com forward slash LABC. Get your tickets now. It will sell out. Uh, There's zero question. We know this event's going to sell out. Uh, And if you get the opportunity to sign up for VIP because they'll both be in VIP. And if you want to be able to sit down and have lunch with Austin or with with Liz, then uh, you need to be in VIP because that's where they and the other big producers will all be. Uh, but uh, you two, I cannot thank you enough. I hope you both crush it and really pedal to the metal t- toward the end of the year. Uh, I, I'm I'm not picking a team. Uh, I'm I'm team both of y'all. Uh, I want you both to do really well. 
I think you've already pointed out that you there's there's um, familial ties that require that you uh, that you better be one direction or another. And I think that's fair. Michael, he needs uh, poor little Austin needs all the fans he can get. (laughs) I'd like to see in the chat. Who do you guys think is going to win? Is it going to be Liz or is it going to be Austin? Remembering that the competition ends in just over, what is it, four, about right about 39 days left, uh, 39 calendar days left in the competition to see who gets the most listings this year. Coach Liz is at a whopping 86. Coach Austin is at 89. It is neck and neck. It is anybody's game at this point. Uh, so type in, is it team, are you team Liz or team Austin? And uh, I know I can't, I'd love, I'd love to see. Okay. We got some people coming. Hey, I got a couple of Austins. I I can't like even a broken clock's right twice a day, right? It seems like even a blind squirrel can find a nut once in a while. Uh, look at this. We got three team Austins, which is I gotta tell you, that's a that's that's new because I'll tell you that when this challenge started, it was like 75% team wins and like maybe even more. It might have been like no one had faith in me. Nobody, I, I'm not sure they still have anything. I think they're just like lottery players, right? Like they're just hoping they get the, the, the big jackpot, but they know the chances are one in a billion against. So, but they're going to give it a You're shot. Terrible, right? Michael. I'm just kidding. All right, you guys. Hey, everybody have an awesome day. And thank you again, Coach Liz McDonald and Coach Austin Hellix. I'm so impressed thank with you both of you. Have an awesome day, everybody. Take care. Bye, thank you. Best of luck, Liz. Hey, good luck to you, Austin. <laughs> thank you. You need all you can get. I'm no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Liz. You know I do. <laughs> I can't wait. He's going to get slapped. All oh, right. No. See you guys. I'll, I'll even come into your office, Liz. For your protection, I'm going to go ahead and end the webinar now, Austin. 87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something. The why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session.